Welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. You can find me as Windswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram, or as Windswept Knits on Facebook and Twitter. Show notes can be found at my website at windsweptknits.com. Hello, and welcome to episode 80 of the Knitting on the Run podcast. I am recording on Wednesday, the 10th of June. So nice to be back. Uh, Before we get started, I want to go over just a few uh, basics with you that I think it's very important to address. Uh, Yes, Black Lives Matter. Black people should matter just as much as any person in this country, but the fact is, in our current country, they do not. If you have any doubts about that, I'm going to include I'm going to include a link to an older video of Jane Elliott. Uh, the hyperlink is in the show notes. I think you should watch it. I honestly think that all white folks should watch it. It's only one minute. I wager a few of you have seen it before. It's not new, but I think it speaks volumes. The fight is not over, far from it. We still have a lot of work to do, especially those of us who are learning to become better allies. We need to vote. We need to support businesses. We need to make donations if we can. Write to your lawmakers. Sign petitions. I know not all of us are able to attend protests, but there's still so much we can do. The most important thing is educate yourself. Listen, I know I'm, I'm reading books and I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to make sure that I am not placing any undue burden on my black friends that I am doing the work myself. It is not their responsibility to educate me. It is my responsibility to educate myself. Uh, as some of you may have seen, I'll be donating 50% of the profits from my self-published patterns for the month of June to the Southern Poverty Law Center. That's a group who works to combat racism across the entire country. I know I am not a big-name designer, so we're not talking thousands of dollars by any stretch of the imagination, I wish, but every penny helps. I also personally have donated to a group called Black Girls Code. You may have heard of them. They're a group who supports black women in computer science. Many of you may know that my background is in CompSci. I have a BS in CompSci from St. Mike's College and an MSc in Computing and Internet Studies from King's College London in the UK. And my field really, really needs diversification. For undergraduate, I was one of two girls in my grade in my major, and there were no black folks at all in my grade. Oftentimes, uh, Jen and I would be the only girls in class. Sometimes I was the only girl in class across a bunch of different grades. I know that things have changed a bit in the past 15 years, but our field needs to change more. So I am putting my money where my mouth is. Also, you may have noticed that the sound quality has changed. Uh, My husband surprised me with a new podcast mic for Mother's Day. It arrived a couple weeks after Mother's Day, and I am finally getting to record with it today. I'm very excited. um, As even though I can program a computer, audiovisual equipment is not my forte, and I've always struggled with it because with a computer, it does what you tell it to do. Even if you tell it to do it wrong, it's still doing exactly what you've told it to do. With audiovisual equipment, everything can be plugged in, and for some reason, it still doesn't work, and that drives me batty. But I've got everything up and running. I am happy. Um, The sound quality that I'm hearing in my headphone sounds good, and I'm hoping what you're hearing at the other end sounds good. Also, I should warn you that Callie, our 18 and a half year old deaf cat, is here. She's now currently sniffing the microphone. You may hear the occasional meow for that. Um, she, as I said, she's deaf, so she is very, very loud. So if she meows, you will hear it. But we're going to go ahead and get on with the show because I haven't recorded it in forever and it is certainly time. First up, finished objects. 
So the first thing I finished is about a week or two ago, I finished the Southwood sweater. That is a pattern by River Roads Knits. Sorry, River Road Knits. Um, it is the first hand-spun sweater I've ever knit up. I am so proud of it. It's a great fit. I love this pattern. I definitely recommend it. So I knit mm, probably 80%, 70% of it in hand-spun. For the lace, I did use a commercial yarn just so that you could see the, the lace better. I don't have any solid color hand-spun at the moment. And I wanted to get a, a little bit of a, a smoother yarn so you could really see the lace pattern. But it was gorgeous. Um, for those of you who have not seen my pictures on social media, it's sort of a lace underlayer and then a lace triangle that goes up into your shoulder blades in the back. And then you knit back and forth, um, like the, the probably the body or skirt of the sweater, for lack of a better term. Um, and then you join it over the lace panel, so it kind of folds over the lace, like a like an envelope closure in the back, sort of. If that makes any like an envelope style shirt, if you know what I mean. So it's joined at the top, but then flows out at the bottom over the lace. It's absolutely beautiful, and I highly recommend this pattern. Definitely. Um, I actually want to knit another one. I want to go ahead and make a sleeveless version of it. I think it is um, stunning, and I tried it on when it was sleeveless, and it's really nice and airy, especially with the lace in the back. So I, I'm definitely going to go ahead and do that at some point in the future, and I'm kind of looking at some hands when I'm spinning now and maybe thinking about doing a gradient one for sleeveless. I don't know. We'll have to see. It depends how much yarn I get out of it. My second FO, which I'm pretty sure I didn't talk about last time, is the Aggregate Shawl by Jimmy Knits. I've knit this up in Tencel Yarn by Artisanal Yarns, um, and I really love this pattern. This is the second time I've knit it, and it's so much fun. It's short rows, but it's easy short rows, and since it's garter stitch, you don't have to pick up any of your wraps, so the short rows are super duper easy, um, and I kind of want to start a third one already. I love this pattern. I highly recommend it. If you want um, an easy introduction to short row shawls. This is a great one. It, if you take a look at the pictures on my social media, I'm, I'm including a link to the pattern on Ravelry on my show notes. It looks a lot more complicated than it actually is. It's a very easy short row pattern. And the third thing I finished is the Go With The Flow shawl by Jennifer Lasan Designs of Down Zeller Studio Podcast. I've knit this up all in hand spun. I used the Tour de Fleece colorway from last year from hip strings for the main sort of wings of the shawl and I didn't have enough to do this the wings and the center panel so I dug out a really old hand spun and knit the center lace panel and some ancient hand spun that I really don't like so I cut the center panel a little bit shorter than Jen designed it uh, just because I couldn't stand dealing with my old yarn because it was really god-awful to be honest with you which is why I'd never knit anything in it before and why it was just kind of hanging around in a ball and I stumbled upon it one day and say hey these colors match why don't I try this you know c considering it's a technically kind of like a one skein ish shawl you could you could easily do it in one skein if you wanted to or like one and a half skeins kind of thing I've got like 25 ends to weave in because the quality of the handspun was just so bad I had to keep just you know stopping and not weaving in the really bad parts because it was so thin it was gonna break on me or so thick that you couldn't see the lace I mean it was really awful but anyway enough about my horrible hand spun um, I I love the pattern I would definitely need another one it's easy to follow her patterns are well written and I love the check boxes that she uses so you can follow along check off where you are and you never get lost in her patterns it was great on to whips so still have a whole ton of whips since I started a bunch of stuff during our quarantine here I've gotten a bit done on the set, what I call the Sassy Rapitude, which is part of the Rapitude collection by Megan Williams, aka Just Run Knit. I'm using Yellow Kabasi by Haiku. 
and also a bamboo cotton blend from Brit Adirondack Yarn Company that is, um, it's sort of a peachy orange with speckles of pink and yellow and it goes into actual true orange a little bit and it was nice and cheery and I started it back in I think either late March or early April when we were in just you know four or five six weeks of just dreary cloudy drizzle for weeks and weeks and weeks on end and I needed something bright to cheer me up. I am currently on section eight which is lace and I'm still loving this. I can't wait till it's done and I can wear it and I'm really curious to see how it wears because I am not the best, oops, sorry, there's the cat helping with her tail and the microphone. Hi, kitty. I'm not the greatest shawl wearer still. Now that I have a couple of shawl pins, I'm better, and I've gotten better at styling it, especially the slightly larger ones. But um, this one, the Rapitude, all the shawls in the Rapitude collection have a sort of hole, or like on purpose at one end, a large hole, that you can use to help style the wrap. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I think you can hear the cat purring in the background. She's sniffing the microphone. Um, uh, I'm very excited to see how I can use that to wrap it. You can also, it's big enough that you could put your arm through it and have that over your shoulder to keep the shawl from falling off your shoulder, um, which is genius. And I, I can't wait to wear this shawl later this summer. Second up is the Lace Weight Boxy. This is going and going and going. I'm using it during the day when we're still homeschooling. Yes, we are still homeschooling. We live in Massachusetts, so... You know, we had to tack on and use basically all the snow days to um, give the teachers a week in March to figure out how to remote school. So we have all the snow days, so we're going to June 19th. So one more week, folks. One more week. I just got to survive that. Oh, Lord, we have field day on Friday. Don't get me started. But anyway, back to the boxy. It's now about 14 inches long. So since it's just lace weight in the round, it's great when the, I have like two minutes while I'm waiting the kids to one of the kids to finish something up for school and then go ahead, go on with it. I'm also using it for a bunch of like our Zoom calls, like our friend Zoom calls where I want to be working on something because you're just sitting there for two or three hours yakking with people, but I don't want something I need to think about. So lace weight in the round, on size two needle, go, 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 go. And it's coming along super fast. I think this pattern, so when my husband was injured back in mid-February, I brought this down with us as to have one easy pattern on our trip. And I believe it was five inches, maybe, give or take, a centimeter. Um, so that would be like 12 and a half centimeters-ish total. And now it's about uh, 14 inches long. So it's about 35 centimeters in lace weight on a size 2 needle. It, yeah, I've gotten a lot done on this. Even I'm kind of surprised at how much, especially since I've been doing other knitting, not just focusing on this one. But um, I think I'm going to have a lace weight boxy by the end of the summer. Maybe by the end of Stash Trash, I'm going to have some serious yardage on this thing. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Third of the Papillon, or aka the Butterfly Shawl, I have started the second section. I am using Barocco Medina as the colored one this is a um not really a self-striping because it's not super stripes but it it definitely has colored changes in it and i bought that at the yarn patch down in crossville tennessee last september and i'm also using a gold tencel yarn from artisanal yarns that i bought at rhinebeck two years ago and i'm really enjoying this this is a more complicated short row shawl if you like short rows i definitely recommend it um, it's definitely something you have to pay attention to. I do not work on this when my kids are around. I'll work on it like while they're at recess or, you know, at the end of the day, they get to play video games while they're playing, you know, Lego Star Wars or something. I will pull this out in another room and, you know, get a, a section done or something, but that you definitely have to keep track of your, your counting and stuff like that. It's garter stitch. So there's no picking up your wraps, 
but you do have a lot more short rows to work on, but it is super enjoyable. The last project I've been working on the last couple weeks has been uh, my ankle socks. I am using the Fish Lips Kiss Heel pattern and 52 stitches around. I have finished the first sock and I'm just past the toe of the second sock. These took me um, a while to make because I uh, just kept getting caught like at the point where I, I wanted to pick it up and I was in the middle of the heel and then I couldn't work on it because I was doing something where I actually had to you know pay attention and I can I still have to pay like I have the heel memorized but I still have to pay attention when I'm actually doing the heel. So um, this one kind of got put aside for a while, but I finally finished turning the heel and then I flew through the rest of it because I just knit basically. Um, I don't want to give away the secret, secret sauce, but when you do the heel, the heel itself, she recommends that you then uh, work one inch in pattern before continuing with, or sorry, one inch in stockinette across the back of the heel to finish the heel before continuing in your pattern. So I did the one inch and then I did about a half inch of garter stitch or so. And so that first sock is done. I was doing this without having my little cardboard foot. Those of you who have the pattern know what I'm talking about. So I was kind of guesstimating with inches and I think the sock's a little bit too long. I might have to uh, undo it and then re-knit it, but I've started the second sock. I can always go back and fix it later. I have plenty of yarn. I have tiny feet, so I can easily do two socks in one 200, um, not 200 yard, 220 yard skein of sock yarn will do two ankle socks for me easily. But I, I may have to go back eventually and unravel that first sock and fix it the size before I wear it. But, you know, I might just finish the second one, try it, see how it fits, especially if I toss it in the washer and the dryer first. I'm knitting the socks up in Kobasi, which is one of my favorite socks yarns, and it's a cotton bamboo silk nylon blend. So it's got a lot of stretch to it like a wool yarn has, but it wears beautifully and it's obviously wool free because I can't use any sheet products. I'm, I can't remember if kobasi shrinks up in the wash so i kind of want to toss it in and see i always throw these socks all my kobasi socks in the washer and dryer and i don't recall them shrinking up much so that might not make any difference i even have a tank top that i designed in kobasi and from what i recall from washing that is it doesn't shrink it does uh stretch horizontally much more than vertically so when i take it out of the dryer i usually take it out wet and lay it flat and kind of pull it back vertically into the shape I want it to be in every time I wash it. But it doesn't really shrink, which is great. So I, I yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to go in and redo that sock. Out and about. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I'm sure this news is spreading like wildfire through the knitting, crochet, and fiber communities right now. But just about an hour ago, there was a Facebook post on the New York Sheep and Wool website stating that Rhinebeck is officially canceled for 2020. I'm going to go ahead and read their post, their post from Facebook. Quote, After much deliberation, the DCSWGA Board and Festival Planning Committee have decided to cancel the in-person 2020 New York State Sheep and Wool Festival. In its place, we will host a virtual festival online. More details on that to come. If you have any questions, please contact our festival manager, Nina Johnson, at festivalinfo at sheepandwool.com, end quote. I am so sad to see Rhinebeck canceled, but I completely understand why they did it. I'm sad for personal reasons, but I'm happy that they're really taking into account the health of the attendees. If you've ever been to Rhinebeck, you know how packed those barns are. There is just no way 
people can social distance, at least not the way it's currently set up. And while I'm heartbroken that I won't get to see my friends and visit and hang out on the hill with everybody and see a lot of my favorite vendors this year, I am glad that we will be safe. I am glad that we will stay healthy. I have friends with immune compromised problems that find Rhinebeck hard on a good day. And with COVID-19, there's just no way they could come. So now with a virtual festival, kind of like Marilyn Sheepenwell just did, they'll be able to at least still attend virtually. Uh, I hope this works out well for all the vendors. I know this is another blow to all the vendors who rely on the income, but the Maryland Sheep and Wool virtual festival, it wasn't the same, but it was definitely better than nothing. And so hopefully, you know, the Rhinebeck folks can learn from the Maryland Sheep and Wool folks and maybe they can put together something great. I, I know I've offered to volunteer since I do have a comp sci background, no idea if they're going to take me up on that or not. You know, that's totally up to them. Uh, just thought that I'd put my name out there. Um, but hopefully they can put something together. I know throwing a virtual festival together is not easy. It's actually extremely difficult. And kudos to them for even being willing to try. But yes, Rhinebeck 2020 is canceled. For the last segment, just a quick update on the Be a Helper craft along. We did extend it a little bit longer because of the stay at home orders. Um, as much as I want to continue it, it's, I need to at some point give you folks a time and a deadline so you can put all your stuff in that's lying around so you know when to enter all your things. So I'm gonna say uh, today is January 10th. I will give you, you wanna say 10 more days? Cause I know it takes a few days sometimes for folks to catch up on their podcast. So let's say I will lock the thread on June 20th and I will draw the last couple prizes that day. Thank you so much for those of you who are participating. Thank you for those of you who kept participating in that extra little bit of time because we kind of all needed a little bit of time to come together. I think right now, while we technically still need to come together, we need to come together in a different way. So it's definitely time to bring this cal to an end. My love to all of you who have participated. And I will, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to record next week. It kind of depends on the kids' schedules. It's the last week of school and I know things are going to be a little bit weird but I definitely plan on recording the week after that. Uh, if I'm lucky, maybe we can record both times. We'll see, you know, I've got a better microphone now, so I don't have to find a really crappy mic and, you know, sit under a tree with my kids. <laughs> I, I have something I can actually record with up here, which is lovely. So on that note, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. My love to all of you. I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. Remember social distancing, wear that mask, you know, take care of your fellow human beings and keep those legs and those needles and those crochet hooks moving. Bye-bye. <laughs>